Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now let's dig in. Good morning, bed crimers. Happy Friday. We made it. Yay. Today, I want to share with you the theory of a crime reporter for the DailyMail.com named Caitlin Becker about the case out of Moscow, Idaho. Now, her theory isn't really all that different from mine, but I think when she puts it together, it just sounds so compelling, so I feel that I want to share it with you. Now, she's been researching this case since it occurred on November 13th of 2022, and here's the gist of her theory. We know that four students are Precious, Kaylee Gonsalves, Madison Mogan, Ethan Chapin, and Zana Kronodal, ended up in the perpetrator's crosshairs that early morning, all losing their lives to a real-life monster, a boogeyman, if you will. Caitlin Becker, as many of us do, suspects that three of the victims were collateral damage. She takes us back to Saturday, November 12th, a night when the Vandals were playing a game, students in town were partying, having a great time, drinking, and getting home late. But four students in Moscow would not live to see the sun rise. She then points out that in the search warrant for Brian Koberger's apartment in Pullman, Washington, Investigators wrote that Koberger planned his actions for this crime ahead of time, most likely in his residence or office. The police believe the crime, therefore, was premeditated and not an act in the heat of the moment. In this case, we know the defendant was online asking criminals in a survey what they did to avoid getting caught and other questions. It's also clear from his 12 mostly late-night visits to the girl's house that he was stalking at least one of the residents. Many believe that Madison Mogan was the object of Koberger's obsession. I have always leaned toward Kaylee Gonsalves. In the video Becker made, she shared photos of Madison Mogan when she was talking about Koberger stalking a victim. This made me think that maybe she knows something we don't. We also know that Brian was basically harassing one of the victims via direct messages to her social media accounts. Sources close to the investigation per Becker revealed that there was only one target. So the question Becker posed is why did the perpetrator take the lives of four students when he really seemed to only be obsessed with one of them? Becker, like me, believes that the perpetrator's plan was to do in just one person that night but his plan went awry when he got into the house. Becker, like most of us, believes that Zana and Ethan were, sadly, collateral damage. So that leads us to one of the other two victims being the target, 
Becker said at this point in her video that she's not sure just yet whether that target was Maddie or Kaylee. We know that an unnamed source close to the investigation told People magazine that Koberger's phone had multiple images of one of the girls on it. With all the digital data the investigators will most likely glean from those 60 search warrants they served, whether the perpetrator was stalking Maddie or Kaylee. And I mean, they obviously already know whose photos were on Koberger's phone. So pretty much the investigators already know who the target was. We also know that Koberger followed Kaylee, Maddie, and Zana on Instagram, but again, he only messaged one of them. It makes you wonder if this crime would have occurred back in the day when we didn't have social media and we didn't have Instagram and people weren't sharing their photos and locations online in real time. We also know from survivor Dylan Mortensen that she first heard noises on the third floor. Thus, that is where the rampage most likely began, which again hints to the object of the perpetrator's obsession being up there on that third floor. So it was either Maddie or Kaylee, we all knew that, and tragically, when the perpetrator found the two girls in Maddie's bed, that may be when the second female also became collateral damage. As for Zana, Becker points out that she was awake when the perpetrator struck. We know this from the DoorDash delivery at 4 a.m. and because she was on Snapchat at around 4.12 a.m. Had she and Ethan been fully asleep in her bedroom with the door locked, a lock her father had fixed the weekend before, and had Zana perhaps not been walking maybe to and fro the kitchen with her DoorDash delivery bag, she and Ethan would maybe not be deceased today. They too, per Becker, were collateral damage, most likely. All of this points to the perpetrator finding his best-laid plans of mice and men going totally off the rails, and he being basically, at least in his mind, forced to do in three additional human beings. If this was the case, can you imagine what his adrenaline level must have been like in those perhaps 12 to 15 minutes when all of this was going down? I wonder if this gave him a thrill because he suddenly found himself an overachiever in his sick mind, or was he freaked out by having to confront three additional people? Becker then points to Koberger's education and how he studied under Catherine Ramsland. He knew enough to know how to plan a crime, maybe not a perfect crime, but a crime all the same. Maybe finding Maddie and Kaylee in that one bed was why that leather sheath was found on the bed. The more I learn about criminals, the more I realize how ridiculous the idea of the perpetrator leaving that sheath behind as a calling card or as a way to implicate someone in the military is. No well-trained criminal is going to deliberately leave any evidence behind. Koberger learned enough at DeSales and Washington State University to know not to do that. That sheath being left behind was a mistake. End of story. Until the next time, 
on bed crime stories. Hey, let me know what you think. Smash the like button. Subscribe to my channel. Consider a membership. And I'll see you next time. Have a great weekend. I love you all and I appreciate you all.